Welcome to the First Comics News So here we are at episode 47. I want to tell you right off the bat, if you're looking for critical analysis and a general uh, disdain for comic books, you know, those kind of reviewers that just nitpick everything and uh, they got to find something wrong with everything, this is not the episode for you. Because uh, episode 47 will probably be my most unanimous, unanimously positive episode, and it's through no fault of my own. I blame the excellent creators putting out great comic books right now. Uh, for this particular dilemma. As you know, good positive reviews don't get hits, clicks, or retweets. You have to do something controversial. You got to nitpick something. You got to make a bold statement about a creator or maybe the way they draw or maybe their personal life or their political opinions to get those retweets going. But I got none of that this time. I, I It's not my way. But I do want to say that the comics I'm talking about this week are well worth your time. Um, I mean, I guess I could pick out something. Here's how I do my reviews. Every Sunday I get a, uh, I get review copies, uh, from the editor in chief of firstcomicsnews.com and I scroll through and a lot of the comics I open up, I don't get past the cover. A lot of them I don't even get past, you know, three or four pages. I don't want to waste my time reading something I'm not enjoying. Obviously, if there's no demand for them, they won't be published. But I don't go out looking for the right two-star reviews, one-star review. It doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit anybody to tell people about a comic that maybe I didn't like and they should avoid. Make up your own mind. I want to tell you about some positive things. I want to tell you about comics that deserve your attention because those are the ones that really I feel strongly about. And I'm going to start off this week with uh, a publisher I don't usually review comics from very often. It's uh, Kaboom. Uh, and they published issue one of Orcs. Uh, by Christine Larson, who did the art and illustrations. Um, it's a fantasy story about a group of orcs out uh, looking for adventure. It is uh, funny, charming, uh, well-drawn, well-written, got me right into the story. Um, it's uh, really great. I guess she did uh, some Adventure Time comics and such. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not a, I don't think I've ever seen Adventure Time uh, maybe one episode. I certainly didn't read the comic books, but the art style reminds me kind of uh, uh, geez, uh, the the Yusagi Jimbo artist Stan. Uh, God, I'm blanking on the name. That's horrible. Uh, oh my God, I can picture him too. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed right now. This is gonna kill my geek cred. I, I've been reading Yusagi Jimbo for for decades, really since it was uh back in the tur Turtles days with uh, Yusagi in space. Um, Oh my god, I, I just, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, uh, that kind of art style, very expressive faces, uh, fluid animation. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's, it's a great fantasy story. It's light fantasy. Uh, there's elves, there's orcs, there's some of the, the most vicious squirrels anyone will ever see. This is a six-issue miniseries that I feel very strongly that it is just destined to show up as an animated show or a movie. Uh, I, I love the characters. I love the artwork. Cover's fantastic. Uh, Kaboom. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not that familiar with a lot of the stuff they publish, but this one from maybe maybe the second page had me hooked. 
uh, and it just got better throughout uh, the as I read the issue. Just dug it. As soon as the issue came to an end, uh, I was sad uh, to be continued. I, I wanted more immediately, and that's that's the best I can I can do about a comic book is that it gets you that hooked. Um, the one thing I don't like about Kaboom is I don't know how to say this. The reason I was I grew up a Marvel Comics fan instead of a DC Comics fan was that they Marvel seemed like a community of of people who interacted with the fans. You know, they had the bullpen bulletins, they had letter pages in every issue. DC Comics didn't have that for a long time when I was growing up. So I I loved the characters of Marvel. I thought the stories were better, but it, it just felt like when I was buying things and writing letters that that I was I had a direct connection with them. Kaboom doesn't usually do that. Uh, the last one, two, three, four, five, 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 seven pages are all ads for other stuff. Um, nothing I'm that familiar with. An R.L. Stein book, a Nancy Drew, a Mech Cadet U, Hex Vet Fence. Uh, but no, like, you know, editorial page from the creator. No, you know, history. I kind of had to go online and find out what, what else this creator had done. I, I don't really know the influence of why she decided to create this story, which, which is. Probably, all right, so there you go. There's your negative for the episode. Woo, tweet about it. It's going to be chaos. That uh, I love editorials. I love letter pages. I love hearing from the creators in the books. Um, and I really got to the end of this, and I wanted that page or two from uh, Christine just talking about creating and how she wanted to do this story and what it meant to her. Um, but I didn't get it. And, and I mean, they're under no obligation to do so, such things, but it was kind of a downer. And that was probably the only down thing about this comic. Uh, so check that out at your local comic shop. Orcs with an exclamation point issue one. Uh, get on board with that one. Uh, Radiant Black, published by Image Comics. This is one I talked about last episode. I, I wasn't feeling good last week. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get an, an episode out. But Radiant Black is uh, issue one. Just came out. A couple weeks back, it's from Image, and I usually am not a huge Image fan. Uh, they do a lot of dark uh, things. They do a lot of violent things. I, I'm at the point in my life where I'm looking for entertainment. Uh, I mean, I don't watch the boys' TV show. I watched like the first half of the se- first season, and it was just it was just too violent and too dark. And you know, I want my heroes to be heroes. You know, I, I get it. Uh, that they'd always... I mean, if there were, were heroes in real life, yes, they would be owned by the government and they'd be corrupt uh, like everything else pure in the world. But I, I, I got enough of that in my, my, you know, the real world. Radiant Black, uh, I'll tell you, it's a cover that kind of caught me. I was, I was kind of digging it. But I also had that itch at the back of my right ear where I was like, yeah, it's image though. So, you know, this could turn dark. Um First two pages, three pages just hooked me. I mean, that's the key with, with the first issue is getting hooked. You'll notice on this podcast, a lot of the comics I review are, are early issues. One, two, three. Go, going into issue like, say, 47 of a long-running comic series and trying to get you to invest in it, it's not going to be easy. Um, trying to explain the story and explain why you should give it a try. Uh, but I always try issue ones. Every week when I get the review pile, I look at issue ones because it's a, a it's a jumping on point for me and new readers. And it's a, it's a chance to get a new comic out there uh, to help it succeed if you can get enough uh, publicity out about it. Uh, some of these comics, every sale counts. And uh, this one was by uh, Kyle Higgins. He drew it. Uh, Marcelo Costa, you know, did the artwork. Um, and it's about a young, a young character, a young man who's struggling. He's... Uh, I mean, the first three issues almost, you know, really heartbreaking uh, when you look at it. 
Uh, he's going through his life. He has his best friend, uh, and he comes across a uh, an item that gives him a suit with superpowers. Um, yeah, God, it feels like I'm, I'm describing half of the comics that came out in the '70s, you know. Um, but it's beautifully drawn. Uh, the, the the scripting, the way characters talk makes sense to me. Uh, a lot of times they try too hard to get the flow, the the prose down. Like they're trying too hard hard to be smart with these characters. And it doesn't feel right. The, 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 the words coming out of the person's mouth don't fit the character. Uh, this one, it wasn't the case. I mean, I immediately liked the character. I liked the people uh, for their good and their bad, their flaws and, and their positives. Um, and I was digging it almost immediately. And, and it, the issue continued. Everything flowed. The story was great. Hell of a cliffhanger. Um, I... I I, I, there's a little bit of part of me that feels like that came out a little soon. It could have been like a couple issues later, but but damn, it didn't have me hooked at the end, and uh, it it was great. Uh, he you know, young man gets gets a costume, uh, dealing with his best friend, trying to trying to learn about the costume, uh, kind of like the greatest American hero. God, show you my age right there. The greatest American hero, where he finds the suit and kind of struggles with it. That, I kind of got that vibe, uh, but really well done. Uh, I mean, listen, Image doesn't need me to, to show their books. You know, Marvel doesn't, DC doesn't. Um, but this one may get overlooked. Uh, and I want to make sure you, you get, a, get a good look at it. And uh, one of my complaints about Orcs was lack of a text page or two. This page, this comic has it. Uh, there's a two-page a text by Kyle uh, where he explains his, him growing up like in Power Rangers. And the issues when that summer happens and you go, you go back to school, you leave school, you're in school for the year and Power Rangers is everywhere. Everyone loves Power Rangers. And like a lot of things in life, you go on summer vacation, you come back to school and the thing you loved is just passe. It, it's not to be looked, you know, it, almost overnight it, it turns, you know, the Turtles and Star Wars, they all suffered through this kind of like it's not cool anymore. Uh, and that's what happens with him. He, he loves the Power Rangers. Everyone else decides it's uncool, and, and he, you know, he's kind of picked on, and he kind of hides his fandom. Um, and and this kind of a text page really does one thing, and it bonds me with the creator. Uh, you know, as much as I loved Orcs, and it was a toss up between Orcs and Radiant Black for the book of the week, book of the episode. Uh, but I'm going with Radiant Black because that that creator connection on that two page I really felt for Kyle growing up because I've been there too where you like something that's not cool uh and when you're a young kid it's a lot of pressure to conform and go with the flow um and the betrayal of a friend you know it always happens um and he he, he wants to do letter columns he loves letters he's asking for letters he's telling you why he created the story and I'm I'm on board I mean Listen, Kyle don't know me from a hole in the wall. You know, I could walk by him. I, I could flick his ear. He wouldn't know who I am. But with this text and, and the way I bonded with him, I, I feel like I got to support him. I got to support Kyle and his damn comic, Radiant Black, like he was someone I know. Uh, you know, I want to see Kyle succeed, tell the story he wants to tell. And I'm on board. So that brings us to something that I think is important as a comic book reviewer. Image sends out these review copies every week. They're, they're electronic. You know, I don't get this big pile of comic books in the mail or anything. It's all electronic from the publisher. And I get uh, to see these comics. But one of the things I try to do is when I like a comic, like I like Radiant Black and I like Gorks, I try to go to my local comic shop, Time Capsule Comics in Cranston, Rhode Island, and I hope they have it in stock. I want to support uh, the, the, the publisher. I want to support the creative artists. 
Um, and that's what this kind of comic does to me. You know, I read that. And I'm like, oh, geez, Kyle, sorry. You know, 13, it's tough. You know, I'm not 13, uh, maybe a little younger than that. And, uh, you know, I want to go there and I will buy the comic and, and put it in my collection because I want to help support it. Uh, same with a lot of other comics I've talked about. I try to buy it in print as well, even though I've already read it. And I've gotten it a review copy for free. I feel that if I tell you that it's worth buying, I should kind of buy it as well. I got to back up my words with what I say. Uh, now, I don't buy everything I review or give a positive review to because some of them I'm just, you know, they're good. They're, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I don't feel like I need to own it. Radiant Black and Orcs Issue 1 feel like comics to me that I should own and I should support the creators. Uh, but Radiant Black is going to get my nod for pick of the episode just because of the text box and the way it bonds. But that's not anything about Orcs or, or the creators there. That's just, I believe, Kaboom's way of doing it. They don't do uh, bulletin type of things talking about the publishing they don't do creator texts or letter pages or anything. Uh, but that's important to me. And uh, growing up, I love the letter columns of all my comics. I love reading theories and stuff. And uh, Radiant Black did that for me. So that's going to be the pick of the episode. Uh, so definitely check that out. I also got a review copy of Savage Issue 1. Now, Valiant I was big into when it first relaunched. Um... I'll be honest with you, I, I was a huge, huge fan. Um, I went to New York Comic Con. I, I took two tours of the uh, publisher's office. Uh, I think it was Saturday night. Uh, if, if you got the secret word, you'd show up at uh, like 8 o'clock when the floor was closing and they'd walk everyone who showed up over to the publishers and they'd show you where, the, where they worked and everything. Now, I kind of fell out with Valiant. Uh, they just published so many things and they rebooted things and I kind of lost track of it. Um, and I don't know, it's, they stopped appealing to me as a, as a, a reader after a couple of years. Uh, but I guess a lot has changed in Valiant. Uh, the people who brought it back have all gone on to a new comic publisher that's going to be starting soon that I saw at, a at, a Rubber Chicken Comics. Uh, they had a display for their new publishing venture. So they're still around, but I was surprised because usually I'll open up Valiant and scroll a few pages and, you know, the artwork's that super photo realistic kind of artwork and, you know, very violent and stuff. And it's very hard to follow, uh, at least to me. Uh, but Savage, that artwork actually caught my eye. The, the way the, the logo was, the way the artwork was. I was shocked to see that it was a Valiant comic. I was even more shocked on the first page where they do like the Twitter thing where they're doing a, I, I don't know, it, just the whole comic didn't feel like the Valiant that I remember kind of drifting away from. So I feel kind of like I got to start checking out Valiant again. Uh, this, I wasn't familiar with the character of Savage. I guess he had a, a, a four issue comic maybe uh, three or four years ago. But back when Valiant first launched in the 80s or 90s, uh, with their original run, they had the license of Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Uh, I think it was Gold Key was the original publisher, that Dr. S uh, Solar, uh, and a bunch of other characters that they couldn't get the license to. I think Dark Horse had it last I heard. Uh, so they created this character, Savage. It's a young boy from a dinosaur era. Uh, so it's kind of kind of like Turok, but not. It's kind of the same concept, fills that little niche. But he, he's kind of a celebrity uh, in this day and age, um, I really want to check out that four issue series, see what it, what it establishes. But, uh, this first issue, I love the art. I love the craziness of the last page, the pure, 
goofiness uh, on display there. Um, I dug it. Actually, uh, Shadow Man was a character I actually shaved my head and painted myself up as a Shadow Man and uh, got it published on the Twitter feeds back in the day. Uh, but I lost interest in the character after a couple of years, and it looks like uh, I kind of am intrigued by the ad at the end of this issue, too. Uh, their artwork is really kind of appealing to me. Um, man, it just, I don't, I don't know how much I can get vested back into all of this, uh, Shadow Man, uh, Bloodshot, Harbinger. Um, but you know, I, Ra, uh, I'm gonna, I am gonna check it out though. I, I really enjoyed this first issue of Savage. Uh, enough that I want to actually kind of look and see if, uh, the original four issue series is available, uh, digitally somewhere, uh, so I could check that out. But, the cover is, is just really caught my eye and the artwork is great. Who did this? I should really, uh, I should do that. It's, uh, Max Bemis is, uh, the writer, Nathan Stockman, the artist, and, uh, both of them do absolutely great jobs. Very, very impressed. Um, and it, I gotta start checking out, uh, Valiant again, I guess. Uh, just, just what I needed, right? I was at Newberry Comics at the, uh, Providence Place Mall last night. We went to see, Lord of the Rings uh, on the big screen. It was supposed to be on IMAX is what I was led to believe, but IMAX is shut down due to the pandemic. So uh, they only had like every three rows you could sit in and it was assigned seating, which was great. Uh, So we saw Lord of the Rings, went to Newberry Comics and they had uh, grab bags of comics. Uh, I think it was 10 Marvel comics for $7. So I bought a bunch of those and I've been flipping through. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Marvel Comics fan. Uh, even though it's super hard to keep track of everything these days, I do try to keep up with uh, Spider-Man Fantastic Four. I'll dabble in Thor. Uh, X-Men is, is just kind of confusing to me uh, with the different series and everything. But I will tell you, they released a comic called X-Men Legends Issue 1. And uh, it takes place... It kind of fills in... I don't know if it fills in gaps or discontinues with storylines that may not have been resolved... Uh, this one takes place immediately after X-Men number 39, which was originally published in 1991. Uh, it's written by Fabian Niza, Nikia, Nikiza, uh, N-I-C-I-E-Z-A. Uh, I don't know how to say that name. I'll be honest with you. It's penciled by Brett Booth, uh, inked by Adalso Corona. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. This comic looks like it came from the nineties. I mean, the cover actually grabbed me. Uh, which is weird because I didn't like superhero comics in the 90s, but I love the way they did this cover uh, and the colors and the characters. I was like, holy shoot, this looks great. Um, I'm not sure. The coloring was done by a, a company, Guru EFX. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about them getting above the title credit on the cover uh, for a company or a software program or however it is. But I will tell you, I dug... I don't know. Maybe has it been that 91, 01, 11? Yeah. God, has it been 30 years since, uh, since these comics are coming out? So maybe I do have that fondness of, uh, of the art style, you know, the real liney, you know, they do those little sketch lines all over the place, uh, crazy poses and stuff. But I dug this issue. Uh, I God, I don't remember the comic it's continuing on from. I certainly don't own it. I probably never read it. But I did enjoy seeing the old comic characters that I knew uh, and remember. And uh, it, was, it was pretty damn cool. Uh, I, I really liked it. So, I mean, if you're a fan from the 90s, you'll probably get a lot more out of it than I am. Uh, but I did enjoy seeing the characters and the costumes I knew. Uh, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. I like them. 
They're doing a lot of creative things, Marvel and DC. D- Marvel's going back, finishing off plot lines. DC announced uh, comic books based on the Batman. Uh, Batman, uh, was it, 86? Uh, and the Superman, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman, where they can continue the storylines from each one. Uh, so the Batman one will take off. Uh, it's written by Sam Hamm, who wrote the original Batman movie for Tim Byrne. Um, and it's going to take place right after the second one. So Catwoman's still around. Uh Two-Face is going to be based on uh, the original Two-Face, who was played by Billy D. Williams uh, in the original Batman movie. Uh, he had, I think he had a small appearance in the second one as well, but they're going to full bring him back and continue the storylines for those first two movies, which I absolutely grew up loving. Uh, so do- Marvel DC really doing some creative things. Uh, I got to give them props where props are. Um, I've enjoyed the animated series, Batman, the animated store, uh, the animated series continues, uh, the adventure continues, I don't know, whatever the hell the subtitle is, uh, based on the cartoon series that I enjoyed, um, really, really digging what they're doing, they're doing some interesting things, uh, so check that out, I mean, I, again, I don't think you need me to tell you about X-Men Legends, but, uh, I'm gonna tell you anyway, because I, I kind of, you know, I don't have a lot of Marvel, I don't have any DC this week that I, that I felt like picking up. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about, I actually just got the second issue came out, so I had a chance to dive in a little bit. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Now, if you watch the toys that made us, like I do, you saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode. And while the episode's going on, I'm telling my wife, yeah, you know, uh, Lard and Eastman, you know, they haven't talked in years, you know. You know, they, they, it's, it's, you know, they just went their separate ways. They, they just outgrew each other. It's, you know, they don't, it's, it's tough, you know. You want these guys to, to be together like the way you remember them. I first read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue two when it came out. My friend Eric Tengren had found it at a comic shop. And uh, it was before the cartoon ever came out. So I dug it for like six months. Uh, and then my, uh, the same friend uh, told me they made a cartoon on it. And I laughed my ass off. I could not believe that anyone would make a cartoon based on the Turtles. The Turtles was dark, violent, aggressive uh, for that time. Uh, I mean, Shredder dies in the first episode. I mean, it, it, there's no overarching story to this thing. And he kept telling me, nope, nope, they made a cartoon. I finally, I, I, I called him on it, and he, he bro- broke out this VHS tape. And a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle started playing the original five-episode miniseries. I could not believe that they did that to the Turtles. You know, they had different color headbands, they had all this. But soon enough, I was on board. That's how long I've been reading the Turtles. So they had that, uh, the toys that made us, and it ends. Now, I'm not a man who cries. I, I'll cry at the end of a Field of Dreams, maybe Armageddon. That's about it. Uh, but I had almost tears in my eyes when they had Eastman and Lard meet up, get back together, and just spend time together. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, then under Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 100, the last page uh, had an ad for a new comic, The Last Ronin, coming out, uh, written by Eastman and Lard, uh, and that, that got me all a jitter. Now, a little deceptive on that, because uh, uh, Lard, this is from a story uh, that they wrote years ago. Um, and he, uh, Eastman found it, dug it out. I, I don't think Lard actually had any modern uh, thing to do with it, uh, but it is based on a story he and Eastman worked out, so it is cool that they're doing it. This is something that I would have loved to have a text page or two uh, talking about 
the origins. Uh, maybe one from Eastern, one from Lard, talking about how they created it. I'm sure there'll be a deluxe version with the black and white, you know, art, the, what do they call them, the director's edition or whatever. Um, but this takes place in the future. It's a end of days, last Ronin. Uh, you know, there's only one turtle left. I, I guess I should say spoilers because it, he's talking uh, to his brothers and they kind of, they show at times them behind him. Although they don't interact, so you kind of figure out that they're, you know, not ghosts, but, you know, he's talking to his subconscious, where his brothers, because he misses them so much. Um, and, you know, it's a dark comic. He's trying to, he's still fighting the Foot Clan, who owns a city. Um, and they, it's, it's really, really great. Uh, they, they bring back a few characters. Uh, the, the last turtle, Michelangelo's trying to avenge, uh, revenge his family, I guess you could say. Uh, who, you know, the Foot Clan who finally ki- managed to take them all out. First issue ends with a great uh, last page uh, reveal. Um, and the second issue continues with it. They, they, they show more of what happened, you know, uh, what happened to his brothers. Uh, and it, it's, it's tough, you know, people who grew up with the turtles... It is tough to see uh, these characters that you really, really enjoyed just getting picked off. Um, and again, another talk about great pacing. This this issue actually has some art uh, from uh, Eastman. Uh, you know, the old black and white stuff. I don't know if it's from an old comic. It's been a long time since I've read the originals. Uh, they didn't break it down on the credits page. Someone else got full artistic credit. Eastman got layouts. Uh, but it looks just like the old black and white comics that I remember. Uh, five pages towards the end. It was great. And then another last page reveal. Um, mm, uh, it's just delicious. Uh, just great, great writing, great story, great artwork. Uh, if you pick it up physically, it's uh, it's oversized like the original Turtles couple issues were. Uh, I think it's maybe I'd say like an inch bigger up maybe an inch and a half bigger uh, on two sides. So it's kind of an oversized thing. They did that again for this uh, special miniseries, uh, The Last Turtle. So it is great. Uh, I mean, if you haven't read Turtles in a while, I mean, they, IDW did 100 episodes, issues. Still going on. You don't need to know any of it. What you got to know is if you ever read the original Turtles, the first 10 to 12 issues where Eastman and Lard were before they got distracted by uh, the manufacturing and the toys and the cartoons and everything, uh, before it got really weird. Uh, if you if you remember those, you're going to really dig this. So don't feel like you need to have followed it this whole time. Good for uh, new people and old people, uh, fans, uh, old people, yeah, new and old fans, uh, check it out. It's well worth picking up in, in print because of the oversized uh, process. So that's it for comics this week. Uh, we're still watching WandaVision. Um, there's two episodes left. Uh, people are saying this last episode wasn't that good. You, know, you don't understand the flow of a TV show. You know, they're building it up. Next issue, next episode should be phenomenal. And then they'll do like maybe like a tapered down ep- episode to kind of wrap it up, uh, lead into the new Doctor Strange movie. Uh, the reveals have been great. The hidden items, the, the, I mean, we watched the videos for all the Easter eggs. Phenomenal amount of effort went into this series, uh, hiding little things, referencing things. Uh, if you're just watching the show, try to check out. I think it's New Rockstars does like a, a Easter egg thing. 
Um, and his ads you can skip through when he's trying to sell you a mattress or something. But or his Vision shirt that he's been trying to hawk for the last first seven episodes. Uh, but this has been uh, really a great, amazing land, groundbreaking series. You think about Netflix when they had The Punisher. Uh, oh, God. The Punisher, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. Uh, this blows them all away. This is a new way of making series. It's just phenomenal. Um, I think once the whole series is out, people will appreciate the effort that went into it. Uh, people nitpick the first one or two episodes, but that it's just frustrating when people don't let a series breathe and develop. They want reveals and big things. Every episode, you got to let it breathe. You got to let a, a series stretch a little bit and, and flex and establish things before you go into craziness. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of comments online. Well, they should have had more craziness in the first episode. It's like you're just establishing the next nine or eight, eight or nine episodes. Let the series breathe. Let it flow. Uh, it just, I think it's been an absolute landmark uh, series for, for any superhero property. I got Marvel Unlimited. I got a year subscription and I am checking out the Vision miniseries where he creates his own family. And let me tell you, that is one messed up dark series uh just crazy um marvel unlimited is nuts what a great service uh i paid 100 bucks for the year and they're giving me a miss marvel some limited edition comics that sell for about 90 dollars on ebay if you separate them out um so i mean it's like 10 bucks for the year after you sell the swag you get uh that's what i did that's what i plan on doing uh, but I've enjoyed being able to look up and, oh, here's the Vision. Oh, you know, here's the, the Vision Ro- Wanda Romance, the miniseries from the 80s. Uh, just being able to click on those things and read them. Uh, they do a great job of it. Um, I saw the new Justice League trailer. Uh, if you've, Let's give a listen to Nerd Stopped, uh, Discussions Without Repercussions, the new episode on my son, Lucas, and uh, co-host Seamus. Uh, boy, they rip into DC Comics movies. But I, I kind of... The more better Marvel does, the more I appreciate DC's alternate take. I don't need an exact copy of Marvel. Uh, they're almost like the independent punk rock kind of movie making. Uh, so I, I can appreciate both of them. Uh, and the new Justice League trailer looks great. Uh, I, they're not happy about a four-hour movie broken into two parts. Again, you got this huge story. Let it breathe. You don't need to cut it down to two hours and 20 minutes on a streaming service. Let the characters breathe, you know, let, let the storylines, give them some room to flex, give other characters a chance to have a moment. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I have HBO Max. I'll be watching that. I'll be talking about it once it comes out. Uh, I don't think I'm really watching much of anything else. Oh, I'm watching uh, Resident Alien based on, oh God, I think it's a Dark Horse series uh, that I may have reviewed a while ago uh, about an alien who crash lands in Colorado and, uh, takes over a, a doctor's life um, and tries to blend in while he searches for something. Uh, show is absolutely phenomenal. Laugh out loud. Uh, if you ever get a chance, it's on the Sci-Fi channel. Uh, check it out. It's well worth your time. Even if it wasn't based on a comic book, I enjoyed it. So that's it for this episode. I hope I gave you some things to go check out at your local comic shop. Uh, you know, I, Again, I encourage everyone to shop local. I go to my local game store, Game On in Warwick, to buy my board games and uh, Lord of the Rings miniatures. I go to the Time Capsule. I go to Rubber Chicken Comics locally uh, to buy comics physically, uh, trying to support them through this trying time. And I encourage you, if, uh, hopefully, 
I've gotten a few people to, to go into their comic shops and try out comics they may not have. And that's that's what I'm here for. Uh, not to cause controversy, not to upset creators, uh, but to try to give you guys uh, the word on something you may enjoy that you may not be aware of. And if I've done that at all for one person, for one comic, to support one creator, I feel like it was well worth my time. But I will be back again soon with uh, some more comic books that I enjoyed. And uh, I'll give you an update on what I'm watching as well. Uh, and again, always feel free uh, to leave some comments, give some feedback. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, I'll put this up on my uh, Twitter account, Matissimo, um, and uh, we'll go from there. So thanks a lot for watching. I'll be back again real soon. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Visit firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic news. Email us at firstcomicsnewspodcast at gmail.com.